Welcome to Pros and Cons, a show about a variety of topics. I'm Jack. And I'm Kev. Let's talk about the Oscars. Ooh, it's that time of the year. Is it though? I mean, it's a week after the Super Bowl, which is pretty early. Usually it's like later in February, but it is like the general award season for sure. Yeah, I mean, you got me there. I couldn't give two fucks about it, (laughs) but I know it's a big thing for sure. I mean, in terms of if you compare it to the Super Bowl, you know, both are big nationally televised events, also kind of a social thing like we mentioned last week with the Super Bowl episode. But I have a question for you. Since you're a competitive person, do you think that movies slash art should be competitive like in the Oscars and making it winners and losers yeah i guess i don't really have a problem with that i think it's really hard to compare movies when they're so subjective yeah very subjective literally trying to accomplish different things yeah but i guess it's a okay competition i don't know if i'd call it that because the outcome is in the hands of other people i guess voters right i don't even know who votes for oscars yeah the academy members academy members do people know who the academy members are or is it i mean it's very kind of vague it is right i mean it's a mixture of actors directors people in hollywood whatever but i don't know sounds like the houston astros to me (laughs) but (laughs) but yeah i mean i don't have a problem with it i guess the only problem i have with it is that unclear kind of non-transparent format that they use i mean do you have an alternative or I mean, I'm not disagreeing. I'm just asking. Yeah, I don't know if I put much thought into this, yeah. but <laughs> I don't know. Let it be more like the Hall of Fame voting for baseball, where there's like a chart and votes and you kind of see the numbers. In the Oscars, there isn't such thing, right? Like a numbers chart, like, oh, he got right. 97%. So you want to see vote. more numbers and results in terms of the voting, basically. It for sure make it less painful to listen to people criticize because there's like more proof or data to go around it yeah exactly there may be problematic things that come out of it i'm sure but maybe those are things that need to come to light anyway or be part of the process so i'm not mad at that yeah but again that was on the fly i didn't have an answer yeah. ready. i'm sure there could be some other way to figure that out but as someone who's like more actively watched it and paid more attention to it in the past couple years, I just don't see how the ceremony itself can possibly ever be truly entertaining at this point. And if it does make that happen, it might not be for like 20 years or something. How come? I just think they're too set in past tradition and old Hollywood. And if you look at like the Independent Spirit Awards, which were the day before... They have much more fun with it. It's a lot more loose, a lot more modern. And the Oscars still feel really dated. And they're so slow to make changes that even if they do start to make progress, I just think it's going to take a long time for them to actually be an overall front to finish good show. Like there might be good moments, but the ceremony itself, it just needs so much work. And it's not even only particular things it's just the whole attitude of the entire thing i could agree with that 
it's part of the reason why I don't watch usually. Yeah. I just tend to look at clips and just right. find things out after it happens or just through Twitter as it's happening. I do feel like the Oscars are very outdated. And not even just the uh, Oscars. I think just award shows. Yeah, need for sure. Work. Grammys also are terrible. Yeah, I feel like they haven't changed in a while. Even if some things are different and the host is different or no host, whatever it is they're trying to do, still feels like almost the same format or the same formula. Yeah. And yeah, like you said, sometimes you get like a decent performance. Like, for example, Tyler Creator at the, with Grammys. the Grammys and his performance was cool, but I could just catch that on YouTube the next day right. and yeah. not waste two to three hours of my life, you know? But yeah, it's a good point. I agree with you. And with that being said, we're not going to get into all the details of pointing out the pros and cons of the ceremony because it could take all day. I will say the Eminem performance was just the weirdest. <laughs> I just don't still have no idea what that was or what happened. Just like I was just so confused. It was so weird because I was at work as the Oscars were happening and we're like in a group chat with couple of friends yeah all into movies and other stuff and basically i was on my break i checked my phone and all i see is a bunch of messages like oh eminem what the hell yeah what's going on this and that and i'm like did eminem win an award like why is eminem at the oscars right now what's there happening? was literally no reason for him to be there and i mean later on i found out and saw the videos and stuff but for sure very odd i don't know whose idea it was but it happened also, just even the length of the whole show, three and a half hours, and we're in a day and age where TikTok is the new thing, and that's 15 to 60 seconds. You think the younger generation is going to watch a three and a half hour award show? You guys are witnessing the future of the Oscars <laughs> right here. Um, maybe in the future, there's some sort of voting process, kind of like the Hall of Fame where we see <laughs> voting, and it's not even... A show where people go maybe they send an account to i don't know brad pitt if he wins the award that's a 60 <laughs> second video <laughs> they make this into a quote-unquote you know story <laughs> boom 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 bang them out talking about 20 minutes worth of awards <laughs> all in 60 second increments i mean you know i didn't purposely didn't listen to our episode from last year because we did the oscars on pros and cons last year too but i do remember us talking about you know social media clips for speeches and all that stuff right right yeah yeah so that could definitely be some kind of route for it to go gotta find that happy medium somewhere in there but anyway so going out of the ceremony i think in general one more thing before we dive into the awards themselves. I think just overall, even though I have issues with the Oscars and how they are, like we've just been talking about, I think they are unfortunately important for directors, actors, etc. in terms of adding to their credibility and getting them more work and all of that. So unfortunately, they do hold weight and are still important in Hollywood in terms of that. So I think it is important that they hopefully get it right or at least get most of it right. I mean, there's always going to be misses and snubs, but yeah, I don't know if we can just let them 
fully off the hook when there's still significance there. And I do think in terms of my original question about like competitiveness, I think it's good that art in general isn't competitive, but I think in this case of the Oscars, it does bring conversation, both good and bad, but nonetheless important conversation around, you know, some of these movies that deserve to be talked about and that leads to more people seeing them. And sometimes the discourse is just ugly and you don't want to deal with it, like with Joker, but other times it can be good too, so... Anyway. All right. So with that said, let's get into the award part of the section. So what we're going to do is we're just going to narrow down the list of awards. So it's only really like the big ones or at least our favorites. So I don't think we're going to be doing like a animated short. Yeah, no. <laughs> or anything along those lines. You know, just the major ones that people are more aware about. Yeah. And basically go through what was actually nominated and won, and then what we would have nominated and chosen for the winner. Yep, yep. And basically, the Academy rules in terms of nominations is that all categories except for Best Picture are limited to five. You do five in each, except for Best Picture, which goes up to ten. But how we are doing it for our own is it can be anywhere from one to ten for any category. We're just going to do that, and if a category just has a clear winner with no competition, maybe we'll just say one, so... Just going to have a little bit more fun with it, you know? And also, just as a quick note at the top, you still haven't seen a fair amount of these. I've seen most of them, but not every single one. Yeah, I'm a little behind on my movies, but I'll feed off of you, and again, we'll be voting for some of our favorites, so... Yeah. Yeah, let's get started. Let's start off with a good one. Cinematography. Ooh, the visuals. Yeah, I mean, it's something I know we both like. Yeah. We both into photography and film and all that stuff. So the nominees for this one, pretty good list. Start off with The Irishman. Then we have Joker. Then we have The Lighthouse, which was shot in black and white. 1917, you know, the famous one-shot film. Even though it's not one-shot, but... Open your third eye. And then, last but not least, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So for cinematography, they gave the Oscar to 1917, shot by Roger Deakins. Which, to me, like, is way... I'm not even talking about the movie, and I have a lot of respect for Roger Deakins, but the cinematography winning is overrated to me, just because I didn't find it that exciting visually. It's one shot, though. But it's not, though. <laughs> Did it trick you at all? Like No, it's like... So this is one of the ones... It's I, like a theoretical one-shot, but it it basically breaks at certain points. Like, it transitions, for example, from, like, a black moment into another thing. But like it's... Like, you can see the obvious cut, right? Yeah. Like, it's smoothly done, but it's not a one-shot. All right, so more impressive. This or Birdman? Birdman is so much better than 1917, right. but also not a one-shot. <laughs> but, I mean, you didn't see 1917, but what do you think of just these nominations overall? They're fine. I haven't seen The Lighthouse, which is black and white, but it looks fine from the little clips I've seen. It's really just exactly what the trailer makes it out to be. Yeah, so, so it is what it is. I'm not mad at it, I guess, but nothing crazy. 
I guess I'm a little surprised to see the Irishman here. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know if it would count as this, but I guess it's more of a CGI problem. I'm kind of surprised to see it here. Yeah, the Joker's fine. But for me, there's just one clear winner. Just what I would give my pro to in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Damn, so that's your number one. That's my one. I'm not even going to give a list. That's what I would have given it to with the help of Robert Richardson and obviously Tarantino and the beauty of like LA and just how he captured everything. That shit was just beautiful. And yeah, the entire movie, I was just amazed at the cinematography. So I would have given it to that. But mm-hmm. that's my thought. What about you? Yeah. So I have four nominations. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is one. Mm-hmm. Uncut Gems is another. The Farewell is another. But the last one and my choice for the winner is Waves. Wow. I mean, just the opening 360 shot is just, it had me from that. And it's just an electric visual movie, in my opinion. And shout out to Drew Daniels for the cinematography on Waves. But I did really like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood also. Beautiful visuals. I mean, to help your case, that's the last second edition. I guess I'd put Waves in my nominations too. I still give it to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but I do agree that movie was really well shot. All right, so now we move on to original score. The nominations were Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917, and The New Star Wars. And the Oscar went to Joker. I thought it was a good score. I don't think it was the best one. I'm not entirely mad at it, but I do think there are several better ones nominated. But what do you have for your nominations? See, I'm going to go ahead and cheat a little bit on this one. We're going to go ahead and merge original score with soundtrack. It's just the music of the movie. Yeah, I leave original score to my boy Soft Glass. (laughs) He cares about that. It's his thing. I guess I look out more for soundtracks. And if I had to give it to one, I'm going to have to go with Waves. Hey. I mean, talk about a movie that had a soundtrack playing throughout the movie that made you feel the movie even more. Mm -hmm. Like some songs got me emotional just because of the timing. Yeah. The lyrics. Just how well it went with the scene. Just all pieced together so beautifully that, again... Probably my one and only. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd give it to Waves. And I'm going to have to give a shout out to the boys, uh, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. Killed it. Yeah, I mean, the director, Trey Edward Schultz, picked a lot of the songs. But Trent and Atticus, who also have done like the Social Network score, they're pretty well known. But they did the score that fit in between all the songs, too. So they definitely deserve a shout out. And... In terms of my nominations, Waves is on there as well, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, those two for soundtrack, and then Uncut Gems, Little Women, and Marriage Story, all in terms of score, and if we were just doing score only, I would have given it to either Little Women or Uncut Gems, but since we're merging the categories, I have to agree and give it to Waves as well, because... That soundtrack was just, like, made for us, so. They won that easily with us. Mm-hmm. Now let's go on to original screenplay. The nominees were Knives Out, Marriage Story, 1917, 
Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. And the Oscar went to Parasite by Bong Joon-ho and Jin Won-han. But yeah, I mean, I kind of agree with the choice here. I'd still give a little list of nominees for me. I'm cool with Knives Out. Really enjoyed the movie. I found it quote-unquote original. I'd also keep uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood as part of my nominees as well. And outside of this, I don't know, I guess I'd add the movie Us. Mm-hmm. Just because it was so interesting, so different. I enjoyed it. Unfortunately, not nominated for anything really, right? No, I got zero love at all. <laughs> Never even in the running. Which sucks. Shout out to Jordan Peele. But yeah, I'd still give this a clear win to Parasite. But what about for you? Yeah, I would also keep Parasite and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I would also keep Marriage Story. And then I would add Booksmart, which went through a couple versions over the years. But for this latest one, Katie Soberman really made it what it is in the modern version because it had been written like 10 years prior. So, yeah, I think it's a great script and we'll get to it more later. But I agree, Parasite is the winner here. It's just like a masterful story and i think it's one of those where it's just so perfectly executed before a single shot was even taken so i think that really makes it what it is too Mm -hmm. falling off that we got adapted screenplay up next the nominees were the irishman jojo rabbit joker little women and the two popes the oscar went to jojo rabbit Taika Waititi and I did like that movie but for me it's not about the screenplay and I think really the only nomination for me that's worth mentioning is Little Women because you're looking at a story that is hundreds of years old and has been made so many times but in my opinion Greta Gerwig who I'm a big fan of found a way to make it really modern and fresh and interesting and also implemented a technique with how she wrote it that has never been done before for the story so i think she's the clear winner and no one's even close yeah this one would be a little difficult for me because i've only seen two of the nominees and i don't even know if i'd give it to those (laughs) and the irishman and joker Mm -hmm. i'd cop out on this one and just choose one of the two and I'd go with The Irishman, just it's one of those old school Italian crime mob movies that we've seen, I don't know, a thousand times, but it was still entertaining and well done. And And it has a different spin on that kind of movie too. Right. Yeah. It was really enjoyable and I'd give it to The Irishman. Shout out to Steven Zaylian. Fancy. Now let's go on to the big bosses. Director. Ooh, ooh. These were the nominees, starting off with Martin Scorsese with The Irishman, then Todd Phillips with Joker, Sam Mendes, 1917, Quentin Tarantino, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Bong Joon-ho, Parasite. The Oscar went to Bong Joon-ho with Parasite. First off, in terms of the nominees, I think they got like half of them, right? Or three-fifths, which is decent. They could have done better. But they did give it to Bong, which I think is a good choice. I mean, in terms of my nominations, this is just a stacked list. Greta Gerwig, Little Women, 
Bong Joon-ho, Parasite, Tarantino, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Scorsese, The Irishman, Noah Bumbach, Marriage Story, Pedro Almodovar, Pain and Glory, Trey Edward Schultz, Waves, and Olivia Wilde for Booksmart. And honestly, it's really hard to choose. And you know what? I'm going to give the Oscars the benefit of the doubt on this one, throw them some love, and agree and say bong. Probably agree to the same level with you. For my list of nominees, I'd keep Martin Scorsese, I'd keep Quentin, of course, Bong, and just like you, I'd probably add Trey Edward Schultz with Waves. I haven't seen Little Women, but I know Greta killed it. And just like you, again, I'd agree with the Oscars, and I'd go with Bong. Alright, next up, we got Supporting Actress. The nominations were Kathy Bates for Richard Jewell, Laura Dern for Marriage Story, Scarlett Johansson for Jojo Rabbit, Florence Pugh for Little Women, and Margot Robbie for Bombshell. The Oscar went to Laura Dern for Marriage Story, which I'm okay with because I really like Laura Dern, but I don't think she gave the best performance of the year. I think it was more of a career type award, and like she was good in Marriage Story. I just don't think the best, and I don't think they really gave all the nominations they should have. So for me, I would keep Florence Pugh and Little Women. I would keep Margot Robbie for Bombshell, although I kind of would like merge it with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I mean, I know you can't really be nominated for two films at once, but these are our rules, so I'm going to do it. And then I'd add Thomas and McKenzie for Jojo Rabbit. I'd add Taylor Russell for Waves. And even though she was nominated as a lead, I see Beanie Feldstein and Booksmart more as a supporting. I feel like Caitlin Deaver is more of the main. So I would put Beanie in this category also. And I think this is another stacked category, but I would give it to Taylor Russell in Waves. But it was a tough decision. Yeah, this one's tough for me. I wouldn't really go with any of these. Yeah, Laura Dern did her thing. I think she just had that one very long line in the movie that was like impressive. Speech, you mean? Yeah, or yeah, it was like a speech. <laughs> Felt like one long line. <laughs> Fucking, yeah, forever. It was like 10 minutes. Shout out to her for that. But yeah, I don't know. I I mean, you haven't seen Little Women. So again, for Florence Pugh, you, you can't comment, but yeah. Yeah, for me, just going with what I've seen and the one person I'd give my vote to, which you mentioned, Beanie Feldstein in Booksmart. Again, like you, I agree. She's probably more of a supporting in my opinion and... I'd easily give that to her. Yeah, she's great. I'd leave it at that. Let's move on to supporting actor. The nominees were Tom Hanks in A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, Anthony Hopkins in The Two Popes, Al Pacino and Joe Pesci in The Irishman, both nominated, which is crazy, and Brad Pitt in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And the Oscar went to Brad Pitt in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. About time my dude got a award. Was it his first? Maybe let's do some live Googling real quick. Because I don't remember. But I feel like he should have at least won one by now. And I didn't hear anyone talking about that it was his first acting win. But I mean, yeah, it's looking like it's his first acting win. Damn, that's crazy. Apparently, he's won one because he was a producer in 12 Years a Slave. But... I mean, that's as a producer. Yeah, damn. Not the same. Now him and Leo have both won one. Would you look at that? I mean, you agree, though? You think he should have gotten it? 
Yeah, I think I would have to agree with the Academy on this one. From the moment I saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I think Brad Pitt makes the movie. Not saying that Leo didn't kill it. Like, the dude murdered his role. Like, I mean, he gives you a A1 performance every time. But I feel like without Brad Pitt and his influence on the film, I think the film wouldn't have been as good. And, I mean, obviously this is my opinion, but... Yeah, I agree. He was, like, the standout for me in the movie. He adds, like, humor to it. That Leo... Leo brings humor, but it's, like, a different type of humor. It's weird. Like, it doesn't even look like he's trying to do that. Brad Pitt, you mean? Yeah. Which makes him deserve the award more, right? Because you don't want to seem like you're trying when you're acting. (laughs) I think he's just effortless always. And that's, like, part of his charm and what makes him so good. Yeah, to me, he was, like, a clear winner. But what about you? I mean, in terms of other nominations, I also would have both Joe Pesci and Al Pacino from The Irishman. And I would add Timothy Chalamet for Little Women, Sterling K. Brown for Waves, and Shia LaBeouf for Honey Boy. But Brad is the winner for sure. Next up, we got Lead Actress. The nominations were Cynthia Erivo for Harriet, Scarlett Johansson for Marriage Story, Saoirse Ronan for Little Women, Charlize Theron for Bombshell, and Renee Zellweger for Judy, and the Oscar went to Renee. Which, this is one of those wins and decisions that has been laid out for months for no apparent reason. Pretty much no one saw this movie, but it was one of those awards where, for whatever reason, she was just favored from the jump and i don't hate renee zellweger i actually like her in general and she may have given a good performance but in terms of my nominations i would keep saoirse ronan for little women i would keep Charlize theron for bombshell and then the only other one i would add is caitlin deaver for Booksmart, and all three of them are phenomenal i would give it though to saoirse I think I might just be part of the problem because I don't know if I just don't watch movies with females in them, but I didn't even know Judy existed. I didn't even know this was a movie. Yeah. I mean, like you said, somehow, someway, she won, even though no one's watched this shit. That's a major con for me. But outside of that, I guess I'd keep uh, Scarlett Johansson in The Marriage Story as part of my nominees. I'd also have Caitlin Deaver... That's part of my nominees. I don't know. I guess I'd add Lupita Nyong'o and Us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for even sure. Even though... A lot of people thought she was snubbed. Like, it's... Again, it's a really strange uh, role. Yeah. Multiple characters she had to play. For sure. Should have been up here. And... I don't know. I'm in between Caitlyn and Lupita. But I probably enjoyed Booksmart a little bit more because of her. So I'd probably give it to Caitlyn. Who also... You know, this is focusing on movies, but she was great in Unbelievable, also the TV series, so... And that was 2019? Yeah. Oh, so yeah, give it to her. (laughs) So, yeah. In these awards, we pull everything together. (laughs) I'm excited for what she does next. So you got the two Booksmart girls for your actresses. Not mad at that at all. It's a good movie, bro. It's a good movie. (laughs) Yeah, it's a great movie. Let's go on to Lead Actor. Let's start off with the nominees. Antonio Banderas in Pain and Glory. Leo DiCaprio in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Adam Driver, yuck, in Marriage Story. Joaquin Phoenix in Joker. And Jonathan Price 
the two popes. And the Oscar went to Joaquin Phoenix in Joker. I think Joaquin had a good performance and he was good as the Joker. I don't think he was the best of the year, Mm -hmm. personally. For my nominations, I would keep a bunch of these. I would keep Antonio Banderas in Pain and Glory. I would keep Leo in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I would keep De Niro in The Irishman. I would add Adam Sandler in Uncut Gems. I would add Kelvin Harrison Jr. in Waves and Choi Woo Sheik in Parasite. And I would have actually given it to Antonio Banderas. I thought he was really good in Pain and Glory and a much different character than you're used to seeing him do. And I don't think you necessarily should have to go way out of character to win an Oscar. I think the argument could easily be made for Leo, and that's a very classic DiCaprio performance. But yeah, I would give it to Banderas. Damn, surprise pick right there. What about you? I'd consider this uh, somewhat of a stacked category. I mean, Antonio Banderas is a beast, even though I haven't seen the movie, so I'm sure he killed it. But I'd keep Leo DiCaprio and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood as well. I'd keep Adam Driver. I'd keep Joaquin, all for my nominees. I'd also add Kelvin Harrison Jr. in Waves. The dude killed it, and was it his first role? No, he's been in other stuff, but he's very young, though. Hopefully a face we keep seeing. I'd be in between two, and that'd be Leo and Kelvin. And it's weird, because... I'm, like, mentioning those two names in the same sentence. Yeah. Which is insane. No disrespect to Leo. Yeah. But also much respect to Calvin. I'm not mad at the choice in Joaquin. I think he did a good job, even though many people don't feel that way. But between Calvin and Leo, I'd have to give the slight edge to Leo just because of screen time and just the experience and just the range within the character is insane. So... Mm-hmm. can't go wrong and i wouldn't say it's an easy win but i'd give it to him definitely my favorite leo performance ever to date i'd second that for sure all right now for our final category we got best picture the biggest of them all the nominations were ford vs ferrari the irishman jojo rabbit joker little women marriage story 1917 once upon a time in hollywood and Parasite, and there were heavy rumors that 1917 was gonna win, with Parasite being the possible creeping upset, and usually with the Oscars, things go wrong, and we don't get what we want, like last year with Green Book, but this year we were lucky, and Parasite won the Oscar for Best Picture. Would you consider this the best Best Picture winner in I don't know how long, recent history or since you started watching. Yeah, I mean, I would say that Moonlight is pretty close. Although that one was a little more of hysteria because they first gave it to La La Land and then they corrected it as like a whole thing. But yeah, I think this is definitely up there and one of the most historic wins because a foreign film hasn't won Best Picture in the 92 years of the Oscars. So it's a pretty big deal. And I think in terms of popular consensus from moviegoers and people talking about it, it is the film of the year in that sense. And I think it's the film that when people think of 2019, that's what will come to mind first. So I think it's 
good and makes sense that it won for the Oscars. I mean, before I get to my nominations and pick, what do you think about it winning? I don't know if people will remember this year for Parasite. I think you're forgetting about Fast and Furious, Hobbs and Shaw. Or Avengers Endgame. <laughs> Endgame? I mean, come on. Strong-ass films. <laughs> I mean, but all jokes aside, this was one of the easiest wins in terms of, like you just mentioned, this is the film that would stick out out of the year. Mm-hmm. Every year has that one film that you remember the year for. And Parasite is one of those that everyone, whether they loved it or not, just talked about. Even like at work with me, like everyone seemed to see it. And it's like, yo, that shit's crazy. I don't know if I liked it, but fuck, that shit was insane. <laughs> like yeah. whatever it is, super original, something different shot really well and even outside of not to cut you off but even outside of it winning just the fact that a foreign film got this popular at all you know in terms of people going to see a conversation like you're saying i think says a lot because that hasn't happened much or at all i mean just off the top can you even think of another foreign film that has been a quote-unquote craze not at this level that i remember yeah like not at all I'm trying to think right now, but yeah, nothing comes up. I mean, there are well-known foreign films, but this is like a whole different beast because it reached a certain type of audience that others have never really done in this way. And it's fair. Like, I don't blame it because even like me, if I feel like I have to just read subtitles or hear another language, I'm kind of like turned off by it. Mm. And I guess what I'm saying is I can understand why it doesn't happen as often, but hopefully this would be the start of something where people reconsider that thought and are like, fuck, this could be the next parasite. Let's watch it. Right. Twenty years in the future. Hey, everyone loves foreign films. Yeah. This could be the start of that. But this list of nominees is pretty solid. I'm not really mad at any of them. I guess I'm a little surprised to see Marriage Story and Ford versus Ferrari. I mean, Marriage Story makes sense, but Ford versus Ferrari was like, no, did not deserve to be here. I mean, not that it doesn't make sense. It's more like the type of movie it is. It's yeah, it's like a simple movie. I feel like there's a thousand versions of it. I mean, this is better than if it didn't have Christian Bale and Matt Damon in it, it wouldn't have gotten this and then marriage story yeah being like a netflix film which is kind of big it's like a very big win for netflix i guess just even being a nomination the thing is they're getting more nominations but they're not getting the wins but that's a whole other conversation hey eventually right we'll see (laughs) it's one of those things where like it'll be a matter of time just with like foreign films it was gonna be a matter of time i don't even know that i'd add any other films to this but i like to be a little problematic and i don't want to go without giving it some sort of credit avengers endgame wow mostly just because of the craze it created around the world yeah and breaking records it's one of those things where like recognize it honestly i wouldn't have been mad if it got nominated <laughs> you for legit it. have ford versus ferrari here which you said yes because i would swap those easily yeah, And I haven't even seen Endgame, but like you said, just because of the popularity. Yeah, like recognize that even though it's not everyone, literally a freaking fraction of the world yeah. obviously likes this and wants to see this. 
other than that, the choices are good, and I'm really happy with Parasite winning. All right, so from the nominations, I'd keep The Irishman, i keep Little Women, i keep Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and i keep Parasite, and then I would add Booksmart, Waves, Uncut Gems, Pain and Glory, The Farewell, and Bombshell, and I do think Parasite is the movie of the year. I'm definitely very happy with that result, but in my personal award show, Waves is the winner. That's strong, and I guess I went on my little, I mean, it's not even a rant, it was just more comments about Endgame, but I forgot to add Waves, and... I would definitely add that to my nominations. I'd also swap it out for like two or three of these movies. Would you add Booksmart to the noms? Because I know, you know, we talked about you had Caitlin for lead actress and Beanie for supporting actress. At least at like first thought, I don't think I would add the movie. But if I sit back and actually think about what you just asked, then yeah, especially if it is taking out a movie i'd even take out marriage story to put book smart in this just in terms of like me enjoying it how the movie was shot how i'll remember the movie how important i think it is and obviously i like the acting in it Mm -hmm. so yeah i'd add it but at first glance i don't it's weird like i almost don't see the movie as the best picture but if i really think about it it's like yeah i'd add it to close out best picture and for these awards overall for us we picked our top choice, but let's just give our top five of the year. All right. I might regret this later. Yeah. But I'm going to go hard and even rank them. Damn. At number five, The Irishman. At number four, Booksmart. At number three, Waves. Two, this is difficult. Parasite, number one, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. This could change in the future, but right now... This is how I would rank them. All right, so I'm going to do partially ranked, except for two of them. So number five, Parasite. Number four, Booksmart. I think Parasite is like a better movie, but I think Booksmart I'm going to watch a lot more times and just have a lot more fun with. Number two and three are tied for me with Little Women and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And I think it's really impossible for me to say at this point, which I like better, just because I feel like the way I'll figure that out is with time and like with really sitting with these over the years. So I don't think I can say yet, but my number one is Waves, if that's not painfully obvious by the rest of this episode. Pretty solid. Not mad at that. So... That wraps up those. We didn't do editing, animated feature and short, best documentary feature and short, best live action short film, international film, sound editing and mixing, VFX, production design, makeup and hair. But, you know, we're not going to hit everything. We hit the main ones. I mean, yeah, I'm pretty happy with most of the Academy's results and our personal Oscar nominations and results. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean... There's obviously a lot more we could go into about the Oscars in general. We tried to kind of hit a mix of things while also working in some of our movie opinions for 2019. So that wraps up this episode of Pros and Cons. I'm Jack. You can find me at Jack Bloom Summer on all platforms. And I'm Kev. You can find me at 
same old Kev everywhere. And we'll see you next week. Peace. Peace.